This is Pastor Jared Pollard, and you're listening to the ALC Daily Podcast. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that every person needs community that leads to encounters that causes growth. Join us as we dive into Scripture, share testimonies, and learn to become the hands and feet of Jesus in our everyday lives. Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And it's Pastor Benjamin Davis. And Dr. Alex Hennis with us once again. He's still surviving. We haven't driven him totally crazy yet. Uh, And today is uh, another part of our three levels of growth to help bring you to full maturity in Jesus. This would be uh, part 2.3. Yeah, because we're still, even though it's three levels of growth, we're in five five days, right? You know, yeah, so, so, so day four, two point three. <laughs> Here we go. So, so, and we're really still on the middle of the growth journey, and I want to still go a little farther in what it's like to be a young man or young woman in the Lord. This is not biological age. This is spiritual development. First um, John two twelve through fourteen. Let's just instead of reading the whole passage again, let's just focus on what how the scripture defines a young man or young woman in the Lord. It says, I'm writing to you young men because you have overcome the evil one. Now, I want you to get a hold of this. If you're still wrestling with that habitual sin and falling to it, you're still a little child in the Lord. Um, Your sins are forgiven. You can get forgiven, but you have not moved on to what it is like to be a young man or young woman in the Lord. Uh, one of the marks of a young man or young woman is that they have overcome the evil one. They, they, they're now seeing the backside of the devil much more often than they are the front side of the devil. And uh, he says, I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. So there's your three marks. You're strong in the Lord. You're not strong in the world. That sin's not strong in you anymore. Uh, that, that moral sin. Now we're all still growing, but I'm talking about that moral sin, those habitual moral sins. That's the difference, really. Uh, so you've you've learned how to overcome sin because the and the Word of God abides in you now. You're 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 learning how to use the Word of God to to overcome to win the battle against sin, the world, the devil, and you've overcome the evil one who is trying to get you back into sin and all of that. Okay, now the next stage for every person who becomes a young man or young woman in Christ, who achieves that status of, man, I've learned what it's like to overcome habitual sin. I've learned what it's like to overcome that depression. I've learned what it's like to overcome the ways of this world, and and I no longer fit in this world. Now I fit in Jesus, and I fit, you know, I'm doing things different than the world now, is that what always follows is ministry, now, maybe not full-time ministry. That's, that is first, and I try to sort that out. We're not talking about full-time evangelist, pastor, whatever, but ministry always follows. Um, and you've heard Dr. Hennis talk about ministry. He started right there, and this is the key. You had a word from the Lord that you're going to travel the nations and and be used for the gospel of Jesus all over the world. And yet you're here in prison. Two strategies. One, I could sit here in prison and wait until that time comes. Well, that'd been 25 years for you. That's too long. <laughs> or you can start ministry right 
where you're at. Okay, Dr. Hennis, let's just let's just start right there. You just decided, you know what? I'm here in prison. They they said they're going to leave me in prison. I'll just do ministry or in your case, I'll be a missionary right where I'm at. And in that, then, you became this young man in the Lord, strong. The Word of God abides in you. And I've done you know, just a little bit of prison ministry. That's hard work because sometimes people have fire insurance. Can you, can you kind of tell what that was like, developing that ministry? You're with the hardest of hardcore, but, and, then you're, and sometimes you're doing, you're doing ministry with people maybe you don't like. People that are those people. Um, what? Give us the story of your ministry being at least firstly in prison. Then we'll move to how God's moving you now. Um, now that now that you're on, you're you've been released from prison. Okay, so so start with in prison. People people maybe you didn't like people that were different than you. What what did that look like? Angola was full of the most broken men. Their crimes flowed out of everything from addictions to abuse. This is not to excuse them for their own actions, but these men didn't get in prison by singing too loud in church. Mm. So um, there's undoubtedly the gift of faith was dropped on me unbeknownst to me I just had this overwhelming assurance that I wouldn't die in prison so I wanted to make the absolute most out of each day and reaching out to people oftentimes grab grab that if you're listening to this grab that 25 years in prison and I want to make the most out of each day so I seized each opportunity, whether I was standing in a line to witness to somebody or whether I was standing behind a pulpit. The interesting thing about Angola is we actually had five churches when the revival fell. And then when, and there was a few hundred people out of 6,000 that were attending a church service. Well, when I left, there were thousands of Christians and at one point, we had a 10,500-seat rodeo arena. We filled it up <laughs> and made the first prison megachurch. <laughs> but reaching out in prison, I experienced the scourge of being rejected. I mm. experienced uh, being humiliated. Mm. Having been an aggressive guy that was collecting debts for a, for a drug organization— now I'm in a place where I got to turn the cheek and walk the extra mile, and these mm. men are carrying knives. Mm. Um, so there's always the temptation to get into the flesh and prove yourself. Mm. Sometimes you're pressured and torn with mm. this. And um, we even had politics within prison churches. Mm-hmm. Um, men were threatened if a guy was gifted and equipped, equipped excuse me, and, and oftentimes they would suppress your ministry or try to. And um, I never will forget one time, uh, Pastor, we were really in the, a charismatic revival. And one of the pastors uh, was arrested by the Spirit, and he pointed to me in the crowd and said, The Lord just said, You're to preach today. And he handed the microphone to me, and uh, well, I got up there and I cut loose, and 
the Spirit of God fell and suddenly the church just erupted in singing. And at the end of the service, nobody was leaving. It was just an incredible, uh, spontaneous move of the Spirit. And after that, for the next year, the pastor never let me speak again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the the backdrop of that is the pastor was um, elected by elections yeah. so there was an election coming up so he wouldn't allow me to speak again yeah. <laughs> he, he was actually felt threatened by his job but yeah yeah in hindsight the rejection of your witness uh the suppression of your ministry all this worked out to my good because i was elevated in the gospel through forgiveness mm. i was able to release these men and i was propelled forward I looked around me and there were embittered people that were surrounding me and I was genuinely concerned about ever drinking from those poison wells. Yeah. Because I felt like Angola was a graveyard for embittered people. And a euphemism came across my ears that you can complain and remain or you can praise and be raised. Mm. There's something about releasing people and forgiving people and moving forward in life. Mm. Um, and sometimes you'll feel like you're furthest from your destiny, like Joseph's in a prison. How is he possibly going to reign and rule? Mm. But you're actually in God's economy set up for the promotion. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, now let's move over to, okay, so you were released in 2020. Uh, and now you are starting to travel. And you've traveled in more sections of the world than I have actually already. Um, and... Uh, where do you think the Lord's taken you? What, I mean, you've got this prophetic word. So uh, how are you starting to see that prophetic word come to pass and be developed? I'm determined to go and start a revival or a riot. I'm determined to find an, uh, some uh, opportunity. I, I'm willing to die. Basically, let me let me back up and say this. I, I was interacting with a friend and we were texting back and forth and he was picking on me, calling me a world traveler. And I said, no, I'm a bond servant willing to die for my king. Mm. Um, I'm going to put enough evidence out there that when they begin to arrest us for being Christians, there's going to be enough evidence to convict me. Mm. Um, I am so passionate about going forward and this... When I was walking toward my deliverance in prison, a friend asked me, what's your five-year plan? I said, man, I don't have a five-minute plan. (laughs) I don't don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes. I don't know. I don't have control of my life to determine this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm at a stage right now where some doors have been opened. I've made it to four continents. I have preached across Africa and uh, Central America. We took him to Honduras too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I had the privilege of being in El Salvador and Mexico and the, yeah. Col- and the Colombians invited me to preach to the FARC guerrillas. Um, it, it's been in, I've been in Argentina. I, I, I have um, touched down in um, Europe and it's, it's just been an amazing run in a very short period of time. Um, ironically, uh, I was told not long ago that I was prohibited, I would not be allowed to travel anywhere. Mm. And I had just got out of Africa, and suddenly the authorities, uh, there was a changing of supervision over me, 
and they said, you can't go anywhere. And I, I hope you don't judge me by what I'm about to say, but I said this in my office on the floor. I said, God, if you're not going to use me, kill me because I do not want to sit here mm. and watch the world go to hell. Mm. Come on. Hear the passion, hear the drive, and 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 receive that passion mm. and receive that drive because that's what it is to be a young man or young woman in the Lord. You're filled with passion, you're filled with drive, you're filled with man. I've been rescued from the devil, I've been rescued from sin, and I've been rescued from this world. I have got to help the next person mm-hmm. receive what I've received. Thank you for joining us today. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that through community and small groups and encounters with Jesus, you will have growth. Visit Abundant.us to learn more about ALC and how to join a small group. On Sundays, you can join us at 8.30 a.m. for our time prayer meeting and our services at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m.